Welcome back to the True Transformation Podcast, the number one body transformation for high performers 30 years and older. My name is Josiah Novak, and welcome back. Today, we're talking about how to get to 10% body fat. It is, as of this recording, not that you really care, because you might listen to this in a future time. We are in the midst of the new year. We're in the first month of 2023. You could be watching this or listening to this years from now. But And, and the good news is the advice I'm going to give you will apply no matter what. But a lot of people are starting to consider what their fitness goals are for the year. The New Year's resolution feeling has probably started to wear off, and people are really doing some thought or having some thought around what do they actually want to achieve. And I know one of the big things that I've seen, especially from my high-performance clients, the guys, and there's some badass women too, who just go after their goals in life. They want to be the best. They want to be the best parent. They want to be the best spouse. They want to be the best friend. They want to crush it in their career. They want to be looked at as someone who should be respected for their work ethic, for what they produce. You get my point. But fitness has taken a back seat. We've done it all. But yet we look in the mirror and we're like, dang, I still see a belly. I still see body fat that I'm not okay with. And so there becomes this thought around getting to a certain body fat percentage. And typically the number that I hear is 10%. And I think that this number became a thing because at one point, and it's spread like wildfire, but at one point people said to see your abs or to see a ripped six pack, you need to be around 10% body fat. What I'll tell you is this is not, not even close to true. So most guys will start to see it. Let me just back up for a second. Most guys severely severely under report their body fat so someone might be lean and, and have a six-pack and be at 13 percent, but they'll say yeah i'm at 10 percent body fat so it's different for everyone in terms of when you'll see stomach definition with abs typically in my experience it is somewhere between 15 and 10 percent body fat but i do know some people out there who have higher percentages of body fat, like 16, 17%, who can still see some ab definition. Like I don't lose my abs until I'm probably 16, 17% body fat. But in order to be ultra shredded, I actually have to get below 10%. Like I have to be around 8% to be like what you would consider to be ultra lean. Nonetheless, this is the guide for the busy family-driven, focused, business person, professional who wants to get ripped abs. And the reason why I'm clarifying this is because there's things that we have to account for. Let's be real. You don't wake up every day, go to the gym in the morning, eat around the clock, go back to the gym in the evening, and just live this bodybuilder lifestyle. You have a lot of responsibilities from your family to your career to your social circle to travel to all sorts of probably side projects, home maintenance, right? Things going on. So let's break down how to get ripped abs, how to get the 10% body fat this year. The first thing I would do is take an assessment of where you are right now. If you have been doing absolutely nothing consistently, right? So workouts haven't been consistent, food's not consistent, you're eating whenever, you have a very inconsistent schedule, meaning you're traveling one week, you're home the next, you're all over the place. You got four, 14 vacations planned for the next three months. 
All I'll tell you is that in order to get really lean, you're going to need some stretches of time where you're really consistent. So what we want to do is account for all the things that you have going on and just make sure that we have a realistic time frame. It's not to say don't go after your goals, totally go after them. Like this is stuff that, you know, there is no perfect time. As I say, this is stuff that there will never be a perfect time for. So we just want to make sure we account for what you have coming up from work trips to vacations to getaways. Look at your calendar. You know, what kind of timeline do we need to have? Do we need to say, all right, well, for these three weeks, I'm going to push. But then these two weeks, I'm out of town and I'm just going to maintain. And then, you know, blah, 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 blah. That way, when life is normal, you're more focused and you have more progress being made versus getting frustrated because you have a lot of crazy stuff on your schedule. The big thing you should do right now is start getting your eating on a consistent schedule. Just start with having consistent meal times that you stick with during the day. So stop the grazing, stop the snacking every you know 20 minutes. Start getting consistent with your meal times. This is going to help you a lot as you get into this, as you start to lean down. Because if you're dealing with a very inconsistent eating schedule, your appetite's going to start going crazy because we're starting to rip up the body fat here. We're starting to burn it off. We're starting to tap into your reserves and your body could fight back on that with crazy appetite swings if you're used to eating whenever. So let's just get consistent with that. So my busy professional clients usually eat a lunch, maybe a light breakfast, maybe, but a lot of them just skip breakfast, go right to lunch. They'll have a dinner. So a big lunch, big dinner, and then a pre-bed smaller meal. So like three meals a day. And obviously we're not starving here. We're having significant calories. Dinner is usually the biggest meal because they like to eat with their families or they like to go out with friends. They want to have calories for that. So that's typically the schedule. Sometimes we'll throw in a fourth snack or breakfast in between, like you'll do a snack in between lunch and dinner, or you might wake up hungry and have a small breakfast, like a couple eggs with some toast or something small. Okay. We can get into more details on that on a future episode, but that's number one. So number two would be you're going to want to give yourself longer than you think to drop the fat. So if you're like, yeah, I need to lose 20 pounds to get down to you know the body fat percentage where I'm going to see some stomach definition, I would give yourself at least a week per pound. I know it sounds crazy. You're like, dude, I want to lose it way faster than that. Like 20 weeks sounds insane. But the good news is here, you're giving yourself some time but you're also allowing for patience so that if you do, it does take longer, it's okay. You accounted for that. Here's the thing. The weights definitely, or the weight can come off much faster than a pound a week, but you're probably underestimating how much body fat you need to lose. So someone who tells me, oh, I need to lose 20 pounds. I immediately think, yeah, it's probably 35 just to be real. It's almost, you know, double that probably. And that's okay. If you have never been ripped before, you don't know that your body carries a lot of weight from water, food, you know, it's, it's inflammation. There's a lot of things that hold water and weight in your body. And when you lose body fat and you're, you know, shredding up, you're not just losing body fat, you're losing water, you know, you're, you're losing things. And you're also, you know, at the end of the day, carrying probably more body fat than you think. And so you just want to give it more time is the lesson here. Worst case scenario you reach your goal sooner than you think, which is great. Number three, you're going to want to track your strength religiously. So in the gym, my suggestion, stick to the same training plan for 12 weeks. 
at least. Track your reps, track the weight lifted. We want to make sure you're not losing muscle. We want to make sure you're at least maintaining your strength, hopefully getting stronger. The last thing we want when you're trying to get super ripped is to start stripping away muscle tissue because you're going to look better, obviously, if you keep the muscle. Your metabolism is going to be healthier. And we also want to pay attention to your recovery. Like, are we too low in calories? Are we, you know, do we need a diet break? You know, are, is your energy in the gym absolute crap? We need to be just aware of this. You don't need tons of reps, tons of sets in here, and you don't need a lot of volume when trying to get super ripped. What we really need is just enough to hold on to muscle and, and gain some strength in the process. So number four, let's find your current baseline of weekly activity. So in other words, track your steps for a week. Let's see what your average is over the course of a week. And what we want to do, it's really simple. We just want to start increasing that average by about 10% week over week. So if you're currently at 10,000 steps, which would be great. That's a good chunk of activity, 10,000 steps per day. The next week, we'd want to go to 11,000. We just want to slowly bump that up week after week. You know, we're not trying to throw you into the cardio arena here, but we just want to move more deliberately so that we can burn off more calories and do it in a lifestyle friendly way, right? So we don't throw you into enormous amounts of cardio. You're slowly building it up over time. All right. So number five, if you have a lot of business lunches, dinners out and date nights, all that can be included in your plan. It just might mean that you need to be more strict during normal mealtime. So you might lower your calories on days where you don't have dinners or lunches out or date nights or whatever to account for the slightly bit you know, of, of extra calories that sneak in on these restaurant meals from oils and butters. Even if you request none of it, you know, it's still sneaky. It still can get in there. The other thing is too, when you're eating out, because you have, you know, social responsibilities, work responsibilities, all that, you need to have your go-to foods and amounts when eating out that keeps you on track. For example, a lot of my travel clients, a safe bet when they're on these, you know, three-day work trips is to just go protein and fat and with veggies. I know I'm not a huge fan of keto, but all it is is really limiting your food choices so you don't screw up. So you're not like, oh, I'll take the potatoes and they're covered in butter. And then you're like, ah, crap, got to eat it because I paid for it. You're just like, nope, I'm going to have some shrimp, hold the butter. I'm going to have a lean steak or some chicken, throw a side of broccoli in with just salt and pepper. You know, you can have uh, a little bit of you know diet soda or maybe a glass of wine if you account for it. But it's just simple, you know, and you feel satisfied. You're not hungry. You're just lowering your calories or at least not necessarily lowering your calories, but you're sticking to food choices that eliminate a lot of error potential. Okay, so then finally here, you know, obviously I hope it goes without saying that we're going to have to do these things for an extended period of time. But how much time is going to be dependent on you, where you're starting from, how much weight you need to lose. So there may come times where we take a break. You know, and I don't mean like a, eat whatever break, but a break where you're increasing calories, you might lower your activity just to give your body a chance to kind of reset, refresh, keep your metabolism healthy. We don't want any kind of metabolic adaptation, even though there will be some that takes place. We don't want it to be drastic to where you can't lose weight on, you know, lower calories. So what we want to do, 
in the in the short and long term is manage your hunger and energy appropriately. This is where people, you know, they get into trouble um, with, you know, just dieting in general. Okay, a few things here that will help. Number one is intermittent fasting. So, I love fasting as a tool. I think it probably has potential to speed up the process if you're more advanced and you can go longer without food. But you got to be careful here. You don't want this to turn into a not eat and then binge eat type of sequence and pattern, but you could skip breakfast and just save food for later in the day. That's a really simple way of using fasting. It's not required. It's not going to keep you. If you don't do it, it's not going to keep you from getting lean. I've gotten shredded eating eight times a day. I've gotten shredded eating twice a day. I've gotten shredded eating four times a day. It's all, it's all a matter of controlling your, your nutrition and calories and doing the right things for a long period of time. So fasting could work. It could help you stick to your nutrition a lot better. High protein diet could totally work. So, you know, you're a guy out there running around like crazy and you're like, oh, what do I eat? What do I eat? Think about a list of protein sources and create your meals around those sources. Lean meats, fish, Greek yogurt. If you can handle dairy, you could even do uh, raw milk. It's got a ton of protein. Uh, whey protein powder. You know, there's the options are, are, are pretty endless here. Greek yogurt's a great one. Uh, eggs, egg whites. Refeed days when needed. So if you're starting to get a little burned out and you're like, man, I'm dropping weight, things are happening, but I just need a cheat meal, right? So I don't believe in cheat meals. I believe in having a treat meal here and there when the occasion you know, calls for it. But every seven to 14 days, it's not a terrible idea to have a higher calorie day. This doesn't need to be a lot of calories. You know, if you're dieting on 2000 calories, you could bump it up to like 2,500 calories for a day or two. And you might do back-to-back -back days where you're increasing your food to give yourself a little bit of a boost. That can help too, managing your energy, managing your, your ability to stick to the plan. The other thing is sleep. So I know poor sleep, lack of sleep, bad quality sleep can absolutely destroy a fat loss plan. If you're waking up feeling terrible, can't get your workouts in, feeling very, very low energy, just not on top of your game that can destroy your consistency with this stuff. So if you're not getting good sleep and you're still on track, I say you're playing with fire. I say focus on getting better sleep. The other thing is water. I'm not telling you you have to drink a gallon of water a day. I know that's like the typical meathead fitness influencer recommendation. Water is a tool as well. Obviously you need it to survive, but if you're, if you're hydrated, you're getting in enough electrolytes, which is a big part of it, sodium, magnesium, potassium. You're getting in water to the point where you're not thirsty. If you run into hunger, it could be a tool used to, to ward off some hunger. So just filling your stomach up with water can push off that craving that you might be having. And then another one is moderate to really low intensity walking. Um, walking can kill a craving. It also burns calories, obviously. And it can help you manage your hunger just because it gives you something to do instead of going to the vending machine and grabbing a Snickers or, you know, going out for drinks. You could say like, nah, I got to go get, got to go get a walk-in, right? Because really it's sometimes all about what our mind is, is doing, right? Are we, are we idle? Are we bored? Are we stressed out? Are we frustrated? We got to find something to pour energy into instead of ordering food or grabbing a snack. We can do some activity. 
make a massive, massive difference and a massive dent in your fat loss goals. So my friends, that is how I would coach you on how to get to 10% body fat. Of course, we have a coaching program that can help you. We have a couple different options. We have our VIP level where we have a team, including myself, that talks to you one-on-one all the time, gets you custom everything, adjust your plan as much as you want, gets you fully dialed in, surrounds you surrounds you with accountability, a team, people who absolutely want to see you succeed. And as I always say, success leaves clues. So people in that group, along with our coaches, have all been through our program and we all know what to do. So your success is just about guaranteed. We also have a community and a coaching program that just has less hands-on, but also custom, but just Less, less extra stuff that you may not want. Um, you may not need one-on-one calls. You may not need uh, weekly meetups. You, you may just need someone to answer your questions, someone to tell you exactly what to do, to check in, to answer your questions whenever you have them, all that good stuff, workouts, nutrition, all custom to you. We have those two options. Uh, obviously, there's a difference in price. So if you're looking for the solution for the high performer who has a busy schedule, who has kids, who's getting into the later parts of life, you know, late thirties, forties, fifties, and beyond. And you don't want to be that person who goes into the later years here feeling like, all right, my time is coming gone. Uh, it's impossible. You know, I need something or I should have done something and now it's too late. If you don't want to be that person, then this is for you. This is what we specialize in. We are the specialty program. If you're you know, 21 years old with all the time in the world, no responsibilities, and you just started your career, probably not the best for you. I will say our advice will work for you, but it's, we're not, we're not designed to coach you, but we are designed for someone 30, 35 and older forties, fifties, sixties. Even we have clients in their sixties, just someone who has a busy lifestyle, who has had a hard time prioritizing fitness. We make it very simple for you. We make it easy. All right. So that's you check out the links in the description of this show below or wherever you're listening to the podcast, fill out an application. Or if you're interested in our lower cost program, you can just sign up. You can get started right now. All right. So thanks for listening. Appreciate you. Life moves fast. Make it count. I'll talk to you on the next one. See you soon. Bye-bye.